the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Since Christmas, we're now in the time of the manifestation of God to mankind through Jesus Christ for the salvation of every soul. We need to remember and understand, I should say, even deeper, this understanding of manifestation. Because manifestation goes beyond the revealing of something that our intellect has to process alone. The manifestation of God in Christ the true is a true revelation. And it permeates the very being of a person that results in an absolute transformation of the soul, of the person's very being. That is a manifestation of God in the person of Jesus Christ. Consider what we've seen even just so far. The shepherds experience the throng of angels that tell them where to go to find their Savior now born for them. And they go and they experience Him. And they would forever be changed by everything that they experienced. The Gentile Magi are led by the core of their religion, a star, right to the place where the young child Christ was at, was at present. And when they saw Him just at His presence, it said they worshipped Him, meaning they fell down at the presence of God in Jesus Christ, and they were forever changed. Christ our God enters into the waters of the Jordan River, and when He does, the very nature of those waters is changed from fallen substance to salvific sacrament by His presence in the waters. And the heavens open up, and the Father declares the identity of Christ this is my son, and Christ is manifest for all that would witness it. And today the manifestation of our Lord Jesus Christ continues at his first miracle, Jesus turning the water into wine at the wedding of Cana. Our Lord and his mother are attending a wedding. The wedding runs out of wine, and we need to note that if that were to happen at a wedding, that would have brought extreme shame upon the hosts the family that was hosting the wedding. And his mother lets Jesus know of the problem. And even though our Lord tells his mother that his hour has not yet come, he fulfills the intercession, the request of his mother on behalf of the family and all of those at the wedding. He tells the servants to take the six stone water pots, make sure they're full of water, then tell the master to come and draw from them. When the master took from the water pots, the water was no longer water. Its substance and its nature had changed entirely. Our Lord had miraculously transformed that water into the most precious wine, removing any possibility of shame for the family and blessing all in the wedding by that transformed substance. And I tell you, my friends, one of the things that I love so much about Holy Scripture when we really begin to approach them as the fathers teach us to approach Holy Scriptures is that we never stop growing in the revelation of Christ our God to us through those Holy Scriptures. It is a bottomless well of living water. Not just because it's something set aside by the church and called Holy Scripture. It was Christ's wisdom that did that. 
but because Scripture itself is a means by which Christ reveals and manifests Himself to us for our transformation. It's a well that we drink from, but we can never exhaust. And we need to approach Holy Scripture and see it in that way, a way to be led to Christ. And when we behold Him, we fall down and worship Him and are changed. So today, we consider this in the Scriptures. At the end of the testimony of Jesus' miracle, the Apostle St. John writes us these words. He says, This beginning of signs Jesus did in Cana of Galilee and manifested His glory and His disciples believed in Him. He manifested His glory how? He changed, He transformed water into wine. He transformed the substance of something He created in the first place into something entirely different in both substance and nature. St. Maximus of Turin paints one of the most wonderful pictures of this miracle of Jesus turning water into wine. But I want to challenge you with something before I read his words. Don't listen to his words as a description of what Jesus did just in turning water into wine. Because his words are showing us by the presence of Jesus Christ in our lives what he intends to do for our salvation in our own lives. See yourselves. See his desire. See what can be in the words of St. Maximus when he describes the water being changed into wine by the presence of Christ. He says this. Addressing the expectant servants, he said, fill the jars with water. The servants promptly obeyed. And suddenly, in a marvelous way, the water began to acquire potency, take on color, emit fragrance, and gain flavor. All at once, it changed its nature completely. Now this transformation of the water from its own substance into another testified to the powerful presence of the Creator. Only He who had made it out of nothing could change water into something whose use was quite different. You need to be hearing you. I need to be hearing me. Because you just heard a description of the salvation of Jesus Christ by the presence in our lives. The healing of the soul. The becoming of the human person into something we never thought possible and far more glorious. A process of transfiguration of our nature from a far lesser to a far greater. And it's a process that lasts a lifetime if we will endure, be led to Him, and remain in Him. Because we start, we begin with our shameful condition that we were left in by the fall of mankind. A condition, a life without the presence of the Word of God without union with the divine, the Holy Trinity. A shameful condition because it was so far less than the condition we were granted in the beginning and that God always desired for us to enjoy for eternity with Him. It was as if there was no wine for the wedding in the soul of us. You see. But at the presence of Christ, if, if 
we will attend to Him. If we will yearn and allow ourselves to be led to Christ so that we may receive His manifestation, His revelation, what happened to the water in Cana will happen in our souls, will happen in our very being. Let's consider the words of St. Maximus regarding our own souls when he speaks about the water and the wine. He said the water acquired potency. That means that water that turned into wine could now impact someone, could affect someone. As the psalmist says, when he talks about the wine that does what? Makes glad the heart of man. The wine that impacts us. And so it must be in us and with us. Because through us where it was not possible, possible before, Christ himself is present. And by his presence, he can now transform us so that through us, other souls can be deeply impacted with the gladness of salvation. The water also, he said, went from clear and colorless to being filled with the beautiful color of wine by the manifestation of Christ to us, which will change us and transform our whole being. We can now show forth to others the color, the radiance, the glory of our Lord Jesus Christ. His nature and His virtues can be seen in us and through us for others to experience. We are made by that presence new once again as we were before because we were always designed from paradise forward to show forth the glory of the God we beheld in that paradise. And finally, he says, the water had little odor. Unless it's Fort Worth water. We'll get to that later. <laughs> the water had little odor. But it's transformed into wine and became a pleasant fragrance. Enjoyable to all who draw near to it. Never forget the words of St. Paul from 2 Corinthians in chapter 2. Now thanks be to God who always leads us in triumph in Christ and through us diffuses the fragrance of his knowledge in every place. For we are to God the fragrance of Christ among those who are being saved and those who are perishing. The true life of true salvation, the transformation of the human soul. I'm so sorry, adopted Western thinking. But that transformation is not caused, nor is it limited to intellectual learning of information about Jesus Christ. The shepherds, they did not hear a podcast or read a book. Not that there's anything wrong, and God can reveal himself. Well, maybe some of the podcasts. The shepherds didn't hear a teaching or read a book. The shepherds, by the angelic, were led to where the person of Christ was. And by the experience of Him, they worshipped Him and their lives were changed. The Gentile magi were led to Christ at His presence. They fell down and worshipped Him. And the servants were led by our Lord's mother to Christ. 
where she instructed, do whatever he tells you. And the miracle of transformation of water into wine took place. They were led to him. They experienced him. And by that experience, they were changed. Listen again to the, side, to the words of the Apostle John as he closes this testimony. The beginning of the signs Jesus did in Cana of Galilee and manifested his glory and his disciples believed him. After he manifested his glory, their faith rose and grew. You know, the absolute best thing that any priest can do for parishioners is to allow himself to be led to where Christ is so that Christ may be manifested to him so that he may be changed. And as he's changed, to take the hand of parishioners and to lead them to where Christ is so that they can behold Christ and learn how to open up their hearts and to receive the person of Jesus Christ who is present in them and with them and around them at all times so that they fall down in worship and find the healing they so desire. And their lives are changed forever. Because only there in the experienced manifestation of the Son of God, our Savior, will the fallen water within us be transformed in substance and nature into the blessed wine of the likeness of God. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.